I'm David Woods, Health Director of Marketing and Communications at Amber and BGA, and you're listening to the Ambition Podcast. We are currently going through a mass resignation, but what does this mean? Well, more than 4 million people in the US alone quit their jobs in April 2021. And a study from Personio and Opinium found that in the same month in the UK and Ireland, 38% of workers said they wanted to quit their jobs as well. So why is there so much movement in the job market at the moment? To find out, today I'm joined by leadership guru, career coach and tech expert, Raj Subramaya. He's published a best-selling book called Skyrocket Your Career, and I'm keen to find out about Raj's own career journey and how those searching for jobs can stand out and stay motivated in the recruitment market today. Well, Raj, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us today for the podcast. I thought it might be interesting if you perhaps start by telling us a little bit about yourself and, and your career to date, really. So first of all, I'm super excited to be here. And uh, before we get into why I'm doing what I'm doing, so let's just set some context for your listeners. So I grew up in the southern part of India from a place called Chennai. It's one of the five uh, bigger cities in India. and I grew up in a family where my dad, since he was born, he was he studied in scholarship. And then you had my brother, who's a genius. He has three masters and a PhD. And then there I was the average kid who didn't do well in academics. So constantly I kept comparing myself with other people to live up to their expectations. And then every time I tried to rise up to their expectations, I ended up getting disappointed because I could never live up to people's expectations because I found out that is impossible. And throughout my childhood, I, uh, because of all this comparison with other people, uh, by my family and me comparing myself with other overachievers around me, I became the shy introverted kid. I was um, in a shell. In fact, <laughs> just talking to a girl would feel as if I'm going to get a nervous breakdown, right? So I was that kind of guy growing up throughout my childhood. Then during my second year of my undergrad, I had a trigger event. I came to this realization that all my life, I've been living a life based on other people's opinions. I was, I was letting other people's opinions be my reality. And that's when I realized, man, I wasted the first 20 years of my life just living a life for other people instead of me. And that's when I made a decision. You know what? I matter. I'm good enough. And I'm going to use my skill sets to carve my own identity. And that's when the real transformation happened. This was during my second year of my undergrad. And then fast forwarding 15 years down the line, I have uh, gone through so many different experiences. I have, uh, I joined... I'm a tech guy, so I started off as an entry-level software developer, went through so many different roles, then I've gone through leadership roles, different domains, and then in the past three years, I realized that my true calling was to help other underdogs like me who you know, are, are going through the same scenario which I went through during my childhood, and that's what I do. So for the past three years, I've been doing tech career strategy. So what that means is I help people specifically in the tech space to find a dream job and become successful leaders in the industry. I also do leadership coaching as well. And um, yeah, that's kind of my um, 
high-level story in a nutshell. And I transformed my life from a shy introverted kid, earning a minimum salary, into an international keynote speaker, author, and tech career strategist. Fantastic. Thank you for that. And there's loads that I'm going to pick up during the next um, half hour or so during the interview. So great start. Um, We're here today to talk a little bit about recruitment. And I think it's fair to say the recruitment market at the moment is interesting, to say the least. So some research that that we sort of pulled together would show that about four million people in the US alone quit their jobs in April. And in the UK and Ireland, about 38 percent of workers are saying that they want to quit their jobs now. Why do you think that there's such a movement in the job market at the moment? Why is it so volatile and 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 so much going on in terms of people feeling dissatisfied with their roles and looking for something new? It's a great question. I think uh, predominantly there are two reasons why you're seeing that trend happening. And the first major reason is when COVID hit, people were forced to work from home. And then people are anxious. They didn't know how, how to manage work and life. And they struggled for the first like four or five months at least. But then they realized, wow, I could do work just from my home at really flexible times. And I don't have to commute to the office. So I mm-hmm. save money on gas. Then I don't have to waste like two, three hours in that commutation. Instead, I could actually use those two, three hours in productive work. And they love the flexibility. And now what happened in the beginning of this year in the April timeframe in the United States and also in the UK, as you were saying, was companies started mandating people to come back to the office. They were saying, you know what? It's been a while since we saw anyone. So let's, you know, get back to normalcy, come back into the office. But people are not thrilled about it because for one, they're still scared about uh, you know all the different variants out there with COVID variants, and they want to keep their family safe and themselves safe. And also, they wanted the flexibility working from home. And now their employers are saying, no, you can work only twice a week from home and then three times a week you need to come back to office. So that's why people are quitting in large numbers because they want to work for an employer who can give that flexibility. The meaning of work has changed. People who thought that government employees and consultants have to travel to work, have to be in in the office for work, they don't have to do that anymore because during COVID, they were forced to work remotely and they were pretty productive. So that is the main reason, which is the work-life balance and the remote uh, working option flexibility. That's why a lot of people are quitting. If a com- uh, if an employer says, you know, you have to do this, then they don't want that. They want to look for work somewhere else. Second reason is COVID has given a lot of time for introspection because a lot, many people were in their jobs just because they wanted the money and they hated the job. Every morning they they didn't want to go to work, but they had to because their boss said so, or they needed the money, they needed stability. And that's what people were doing. They were like robots, you know, going through their motions every day. And now with COVID, when they were forced to work from home, they got a lot of time to introspect themselves, whether they're in the right job, whether their skills are actually utilized, whether they're actually giving, getting meaning in the work they're doing. 
And because of that introspection, they realize a lot of people realize that, you know, I've been in the wrong job for the past five years and now is the time for change. And let's start using my skill sets where I could get more value. So those are the two major reasons why we're saying this, why we're seeing this huge shift where people are leaving their jobs because they're looking for another company with flexibility, or they just want to change, switch their careers to a totally different domain because they wanted to concentrate on their passion. And I think with that in mind, there are, there's a huge group of people that perhaps pre-COVID weren't necessarily happy in their jobs and they were thinking about changing, then COVID hit and they thought, right, okay, well, it's not the right time for me to, to make any sort of big career decisions right now. I'll just see this out and, you know, mm-hmm. keep the walls from the door as it were. Um, but I think you're absolutely right. We're now moving into a stage where people are thinking, right, you know, I've reflected, I've had lots of time to myself, perhaps at home or thinking more about my job. And I want to think about something new. But with that in mind, there is this huge influx of people that are that are hoping to change jobs. And, and that's all going on in the background as well. So what would your advice be to somebody who fits into that bracket that is thinking, right, OK, well, now's the time for me. How, how would you sort of start to think about changing career and, and, and sort of mitigate the risk, as it were? That's another great question and so relevant to what people are facing today. So first things first, I like to keep things simple. I believe in Steve Jobs uh, saying that simplicity simplicity is the ultimate sophistication, right? (laughs) So the point is people overcomplicate their job search and they get overwhelmed with so many different things, so many different job opportunities, so many different uh, variations, and then they end up not executing in any of them properly. So for your listeners and viewers, here's a simple strategy, which I advise all my clients to do. And uh, people who attend my workshops, they do the exact same thing. You start with what is called the mind dump exercise, the mind dump exercise, because this is the thing. Say, for example, you're using uh, Google Maps. If you don't put the destination address, you cannot expect to reach a destination. And then you cannot complain that Google Maps is not working properly. (laughs) And our careers are the same way. If you don't know where you're going, what kind of job you want in tech, there's no point coming up with fancy as resumes and then applying for different job websites and stuff like that. That's why you need to do the mind dump exercise where this is how it goes. Have to carve out 30 minutes to an hour of uninterrupted time. No Facebooking, no messaging. And what you're going to do is take a paper and pen. And through the middle of the paper, put a vertical line. Okay. So on the left column, you're going to write down things you like to do or you want to do. The things you like to do or you want to do. Then on the right side of the column, the right column, write down things you hate to do or you don't want to do anymore, right? And what that's going to do for you is all these thoughts which are in your head and overwhelming you, now you're visually putting it on paper. And based on the things you like to do or you want to do, you can start seeing patterns in terms of what your next career option should be. So for example, say you like uh, collaboration, you like creativity, you like uh, uh, giving presentations, you like... um, I, you you like uh, you don't like being micromanaged. Then maybe you know you, you could be 
a marketing person or you could be, you know, a salesperson or you could be some business executive at a mid-tier company where they tend to have lesser processes. You see what I'm saying? There's just a random example I was giving, yeah. but the point is you can start seeing patterns in terms of different career options, which are going to be good for you based on your strengths. And what I would suggest is identify four or five job positions, job categories you could do based on your strengths, and then pick the top three out of the five or six you have, and then just focus on that for the first one to one and a half months. And once you have these three career options, uh, say, for example, a business analyst, uh, a data analyst, and then... Um, I don't know, like a marketing uh, consultant. I'm just giving a random example here. What are you going to do is then make your LinkedIn profile reflect those three job positions with the right keywords and then have three kinds of resumes for these three job positions and then strategically start applying. And that's how you know what kind of job is right for you. There's no point ad hacking this process, you really need to have a strategy in place. That is one thing. And just one more thing before we finish with the start process is you don't have to leave your current job to find a new job. You could do the hybrid model where you could already have your current job from nine to five. And then during the mornings and the nights, then you could start applying for your dream job. In that way, you don't have to you know, be jobless and then be in fear of not getting a job. Instead, you could already hold on to the job you have while looking for your next best job. So those are the two things you really, really want to think about. No matter what stage in your career you are, do the mind dump exercise and strategically plan your career. And then I guess taking that into the tech sector, you mentioned you're a tech guy, and I think that it it would be remiss of me not to talk about that in particular. So super exciting industry, very fast moving. We know that loads of jobs in tech that are going to exist in 10 years don't exist now. So if somebody was thinking, you know, that they are doing a job that, that they're not loving and they think, oh, I'd like to, to have a piece of the of the tech pie and move into that sector, would your advice to them differ? Is, you know, what can they bring to the table that would perhaps add value in that sector if they haven't had experience there already? Yeah, so that's another really great question because people think if they're in one job in the tech space, but they want to move on to another job, they think they need to have fancy degrees, but mm. I'm not... I'm not talking about, you know, the MBA folks listening here, but the point is the degree is good, <laughs> but say you have the MBA, but you want to become like a data scientist. They think that they need to have a whole master's degree in data science to make the transition. And that's not true at all. So coming back to your question. So say, for example, you um, are working for, say, Amazon uh, in, in retail, for example, and then you suddenly want to make the shift to some later strengths like artificial intelligence, machine learning, or blockchain, what you could do is start taking extra courses from websites, websites like Coursera, Khan Academy, Udemy, and then LinkedIn courses on, on those subject areas just to know the basics. And once you take the courses and add that to your LinkedIn profile, and then try to apply for jobs in a different sector, recruiters and hiring managers notice that, okay, proactively, this person 
has taken extra courses on artificial intelligence and big ML and Google uh, query and all those things. So this shows that proactiveness, why not give him a shot or her a shot, right? So you want to take extra courses, which aligns to the next job you want. And in that way, you're building your portfolio already. And then when you go for the interview, make sure you use use the words specific to that particular area. So if if they ask me about, an, tell me about a time where you solved a complex problem and what were the results? Instead of talking about a complex problem from your MBA career, instead talk about, you know what, I was learning this, uh, uh, I was learning about linear regression in our, in, when I was taking this Coursera course and it was really, really complex. And, mm-hmm. and I had to train an AI model, but I didn't know what cloud uh, tool to use for it. And then I, you see where I'm going, you want to talk the talk, which the other people want to see. So you change your stories based on the next job you want, even during interviews. Anyway, just to sum it up, taking extra courses from the different websites, which I mentioned, then again, changing a LinkedIn profile to reflect those, uh, reflect the job you want by using the right appropriate keywords and during the interview, using the right words to express your uh, experiences and stories. That is the way you can easily shift between tech. Trust me, my wife, she was in sales. And then we, when we started dating, I said, honey, I think you have a knack for finding problems in software. What do you think about a field called software testing? Because they're looking for people like you. One thing led to another. 10 years down the line, now she's an IT consultant. So mm-hmm. anyone can make a change in tech, folks. I have a real-life example with my wife. So, <laughs> Great example and great advice. Thank you very much. So obviously, we have to talk about your new book, um, Skyrocket Your Career. Um, now, we're fascinated to speak to authors uh, for the podcast, and it would be really interesting if you could tell us a little bit about, more about what prompted you to write the book, um, your journey in writing it, and really what some of the key themes are. I love uh, answering this question because um, I didn't have a plan to write a book, to be frank, because my first book was going to be my memoir, An Immigrant's Experience in a Foreign Land. And I was going to take people through an immigrant's journey into trying to succeed in a foreign land, right? And all the experiences they had to go through. That was my book, actually. But then when COVID hit in 2020, um, what happened was a lot of people, last jobs, they, you know, they got laid off. And then um, they started reaching out to me on LinkedIn saying, hey, Raj, I just need some advice. I just got fired. I have a family to support. Please, I'm you know, freaking out and stuff like that. So in a month of March, when in the United States, that's when a lot, a lot the shutdown started and it was pretty, uh, it was a big deal. People started reaching out to me on LinkedIn. So I started helping them out for free because, of course, they lost their jobs and they really want them to succeed. And through the month of March, through first week of April, 
I realized I'd helped about 30, 35 people. And out of that, there were about 10 people who got new jobs because of the strategies which I had just uh, advised for them. And then I helped people with resumes and stuff, and they were able to get interview calls. So there were a lot of positive things happening, and people were pinging me saying, dude, you changed my life, you helped me, you saved my life, whatever, right? Then I started realizing, huh, seems like a lot of people need help right now. And all the strategies which I use for my clients and which I've been sharing with these folks over LinkedIn seems to be really changing their lives. What if, if I actually write a book about all these strategies? So that's the story behind the book. And I started end of April, I started writing the book. And within the first 35 days, I actually finished writing the book because all the strategies and content were fresh in my mind. But then I realized that writing is one thing and then editing and production is a whole nother thing which people didn't warn me about. That's why finally the book released in November. But the point is, yeah, so that was the story behind the book and that's why I wrote it. But let's now talk quickly talk about the context of the book. Because this is the thing, right? People feel stuck in their career. They feel anxious about their job security. And a lot of people have already been in the receiving end of mass layoffs. And finally, you have this certain section of people who want to advance in their career, but they're afraid to do so because of the fear of their unknowns. And I was in the exact situation in 2008, whereas you know, I applied for 1,293 jobs, one, two, nine, three jobs, just to get one job out of it. Because as an immigrant, during the recession, it was really hard to get jobs. And through this book, I'm sharing the different strategies and experiences and, uh, and, and, and actionable items I've used over the past 15 years to transform my life from a shy introverted kid earning a minimum salary into a person who exponentially increased salary by 150% and who, are, who was able to get through leadership roles at such a young age. And that's what this book is about. It's going to give you different strategies to help you find your dream job, be successful in it, and set you miles apart from the competition. And the book will show you that the power to make the change is already within you. I'm just providing you the strategies to enable that transition, right? And in terms of the content, I just, uh, I covered the whole life cycle of your jobs starting with how do you strategically find your jobs and how do you apply for it? And then I talk about interview strategies, then salary negotiation strategies. And then once you get a job, how do you be successful in it? How do you, you know, set yourself miles apart from the competition? So that's the last part of the book where I talk about how to be successful and how to exponentially, you know, boost your growth. So it pretty much covers the whole job life cycle of what people have to go through. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited about it. And it's only 99 pages. I know with COVID, people have a lot of stuff to do in life. You cannot read 300 pages book. So there's 99 pages of actionable strategies, worksheets, and all the things you really need right now to make the transition in your career. You mentioned that you do talk about some of your own experiences in the book. And you mentioned just there that at one stage in your career, you applied for 1,293 jobs to, to get one job out of all that application. Now, two things here stand out to me. One, 
that's amazing dedication to, to keep trying to keep that momentum going to, you know, to, to keep doing it, to keep sending the CVs out, to keep approaching employers. And then the second, on the flip side, I suppose, there is that that motivation piece to, to to sort of keep yourself motivated, to keep yourself positive, to keep yourself productive during that time. You know, as as we all face setbacks in life, it's about pushing past them to get to the next stage. So, with that in mind, and with your own experience in mind, what would your advice be in terms of how to stay positive and how to stay motivated when looking for jobs, and equally how to remain productive? So, I think there are different parts. The question. So one was uh, how to stay motivated. And then another one was how to stay productive, right? So let's just yeah. address both of them. First thing is we need to start believing in the power of delayed gratification. So what do I mean by that? Currently, we are living in this digital age of Instagram and Facebook, where we see all these influencers showing pictures of their Ferrari, their big houses, and then having millions of dollars. And people immediately want to, you know, want to become like them, mm -hmm. but they want results immediately. But no one is ready to do the work. <laughs> and it, think of it like going to the gym. Say you want to lose weight or get the six pack or want to get fit, whatever your goal may be. You buy this fancy membership, all your clothes and you know, new shoes. Then you go to the gym for one week and then you're expecting results. Or then you go for two weeks and then you get tired and then you, you just give up, right? And that's <laughs> the world we live in where people aren't ready to do the work and they don't believe in the power of delayed gratification, which is you do the work consistently over a period of time and then you start seeing the results. And we are so results oriented, but you know the, what the truth is? The truth is, it's the journey which teaches you all the lessons you need to grow. It's not just the results. So for example, I just gave a TED talk four weeks ago, right? And yes, everyone says, wow, amazing. You gave a TED talk and stuff, but they don't know. It took me three years to get to that stage. But over those three years, the journey in the journey I became a better speaker. I learned so many different things, what to do, what not to do. And it didn't help me not, it didn't just help me in the TED stage, but it also helped me to become a become public speaker, uh, articulate my thoughts better, then better facial expressions. This is just an example where the journey is what matters. So coming back to the question to, you know, to give clear actionable strategies, always do the work, come up with a plan of, okay, these three months I need to find a job. Okay, how am I going to do that? Write down different things you need to do and then start executing it step-by-step, week-by-week, day-by-day over the period of three months. Come up with a whole action plan, print it out, stick it on the wall. Keep reminding yourself what needs to be done because it's those small, small steps which is going to take you towards the goal. And that's what you need to do. Have an action plan have deadlines, do the work, and there is light at the end of the tunnel. You just don't see it yet. But when you consistently do the work, things will happen. And also start analyzing what you're doing. Say, for example, going back to my previous conversation, I said, okay, once you identify three jobs from the mind up exercise and you, you do, you start applying for those jobs for a month, then start analyzing it. Okay, is this working? How many interview calls did I get? Mm -hmm. 
If something doesn't work, then pivot and change. You don't have to blindly go into things, people. That's what my whole high-level summary of my conversation is. Everything is a strategy. You need to be ready for change, but you need to have that positive mindset saying, you know what, I'm going to do the work and I am going to analyze my results and then eventually things are going to happen. And that's, so that's pretty much what I did when I applied for 1,293 jobs where I didn't get any call for the first 500 jobs. But then I started realizing that, huh, I've been blindly applying for stuff. What if I strategize this? And that's when I got into this whole strategy thing and then figured out that in life, Everything is a strategy. Everything you need to have a plan. If you don't have a plan, things never happen. And if you don't have a deadline, things 100% doesn't happen. So that is what you need to keep in mind. The second part was the productivity part. So for folks watching and listening right now, uh, you may have a job and looking for a new job, or you may not have a job and uh, you're finding it hard to know when to apply for jobs, what to do during the day, right? So Here's one simple thing you could do. Have time blocks. So block your time during the day to do one specific task. In fact, there's a book called Deep Work by Cal Newport. I highly, highly recommend it because it changed my life. He talks about doing cognitively demanding tasks in time block sessions. And that's what I'm talking about here as well. So you block your time during the day. Say, for example, you would say from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., I'm going to apply for project manager jobs. Okay. And then from two to four, I'm going to apply for data analyst jobs during that day. And then you just focus on one that one particular task. Don't multitask. Multitasking is a misnomer. Only 7% of the people in the world can actually multitask. So don't think you can multitask successfully. You're not going to do it. So instead, focus on one particular thing and chunk your time during the week uh, for different tasks, which you need to do. And that's how you can do more focused work and be more productive. Because think of it like a Netflix movie, right? How many of you watching or listening right now have gone to see a movie on Netflix, but then you spent the first 45 minutes scrolling to figure out what movie to watch? And then by the time one by, by the time you select a movie, it's about already an hour and you're already tired and you're gonna enjoy the movie and then you go to bed uh, seeing only half the movie. And that's how our life is right now. Instead, what if if you selected the movie you know on Netflix beforehand, you go there and just watch that movie. That is exactly what I'm talking about. Mm. So, so block your time for specific tasks you need to do related to your job search. And that's how you're going to stay productive. And that's how you have a control of, okay, how much time am I spending in different activities? And there's a amazing app called Toggle, T-O-G-G-L. So if people are not used to doing time blocks, my advice would be is before you start implementing that, for the first two weeks, track your time using Toggle. And then after two weeks, it'll give you a dashboard of where your time is going. And then you'll know from data where whether you're spending the time in what actually matters to you or you're spending in time in non less priority tasks. And then you can start putting time blocks on your higher priority tasks. So that is how you stay productive. And using this approach, I have accomplished 90% of my goals every single year. In fact, I wrote my book, Skyrocket Your Career, during the pandemic while taking care of my kid from 9 to 4.30 p.m. 
So that's 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 why this is so simple, but it's really, really effective and something to keep in mind. Amazing advice. Thank you. We're just about out of time, but I've got one more question I have to ask you. As somebody who works in the tech sector, as somebody who's got your ear very close to the ground in, in, in that area, what are the trends that you think that we should be keeping on top of? Because as I mentioned earlier, you know, this is an area that moves incredibly fast, you know, new jobs being created, new areas being discovered in, in tech all the time. What trends should we be looking at for the next year ahead? So definitely there are a couple of things, you know, even no matter what domain you're working on, um, it's good to take some courses in these two things, which is AI ML, that is artificial intelligence and machine learning. What are the, what, how are people using it in tech? That is one thing. Next thing is blockchain. Blockchain is a future in terms of how data is structured and how systems are now starting to use blockchain. Th- those are two really important trends, which I would highly, highly encourage people to at least get some basics on. Because if you have those basics and go to an interview, and if other in- other people who are going to interview do not have those basics, then you are going to stand out from the crowd. So those are two trends which I really see uh, becoming popular not only for the next year, for the next at least three, four years, that's going to be the case. And one more thing, which has um, become really prominent in the post-COVID era is how you build your personal brand. I think that is something which is really important as well. So what do we mean by that? Right now, there are like thousands of people applying for the same job. But what is going to make you stand out from other people. That's where your personal brand comes into picture. That is you know, the courses you took, your social, your social media footprint on LinkedIn, especially for all our all us folks, LinkedIn is the place to be. You need to hang out there. You need to connect with people on LinkedIn. And um, then you need to start attending conferences. Then start networking. All those things are really going to help you build your personal brand. And so when you apply for jobs, they're going to notice all these things which you did with the extra courses, the conferences you've been at, your network, and uh, say you start blogging. You know, it's so easy to put a LinkedIn article right now. Literally, you could just do two paragraphs and put a LinkedIn article, right? Those are the extra small, small things which is going to make you stand out from the crowd. So apart from the AIML and blockchain, which are tech things worth learning, start working on your personal brand because that is the number one thing in the post-COVID era, which is going to set you apart from the competition. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time to speak to me today, Raj. It was a pleasure to talk to you. And thanks for your great advice as well. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah, I love connecting with people. So if they want to hit me up, uh, I live on LinkedIn. So just ping me. Make sure you follow me because I have videos and content every single day on LinkedIn on different job related stuff and uh, that you're going to find that valuable as well you want any more information you can visit my website uh, which I believe David you'll be putting it in the show notes as well it's rajsubra.com r-a-j-s-u-b-r-a.com and connect with me well thanks once again to Raj for such great insight As he mentioned, you can find out more about him and his website, rajsubra.com. And you can buy the book Skyrocket Your Career from Amazon, BookBaby and other good retailers. 
If you're interested, we also have a wealth of content on career progression and the tech industry on our own Amber website at www.associationofmbas.com forward slash ambition.